If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply felt discouraged or even defeated, if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then this podcast is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today with me, I have celebrity TV host, health and fitness expert, entrepreneur, visionary, Forbes Riley. And the crowd goes crazy. Forbes is the ultimate Renaissance woman with a, an incredible sense of humor and heart. She shines brightly as one of the today's most accomplished entrepreneurs, a highly sought after product spokesperson, motivational keynote speaker, author, and CEO of a fitness empire based around her signature product. Oh, she's got it. She's got it. You go, girl. I can't wait to learn more about it. Forbes has hosted 190 plus infomercials, co-hosts of the original ESPN X Games, hosted two national talk shows and 25 plus years guest hosting on home shopping channels worldwide. Welcome Forbes. Thank you. Thank you. I just love listening to my credits being read. It reminds me of how wonderful I am. Yay. <laughs> it's always good to be reminded. I mean, I'm actually, you know what? I have a new credit. I just got awarded an honorary doctorate, doctorate of philosophy and entrepreneurship and business administration. So legally they want you to call me Dr. Forbes Riley. Oh, now do you prefer Dr. Riley or Dr. Forbes? I have no idea. I'm still feeling like it. <laughs> Used to it. You can play around with it. You know, it's like when you get married, and you have to change your name. I have no <laughs> idea. Right now, it still feels, it's very funny. On Clubhouse, they love the doctor thing. Yeah. Um, no, I that's amazing. That I'm about to celebrate my 62nd birthday. So all I know is that I must have earned something. So I feel oh, good about it. Yay. And then who gave you that? Uh, out of TUI, it's a business administration school in Georgia. And I was there with the Grammy award-winning Jody Watley and several other people who got their doctorates. And I also had a Lifetime Achievement Award, one of four, given by the President of the United States. So I have now a medal and a couple of pins and things. And I don't know, it feels, feels very formal to me. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So when's your birthday? April 25th. I'm a Taurus. And, and I will tell you, you know, it's fun because I think being awarded a, a title like that uh, you know, when you become a dame or a knight and mm. you call yourself like Sir Elton John, you know, there's moments where you're like, wow, pinch me. Uh, <laughs> but I do know that what I teach is very, has been researched for many, many years. I've certainly written about it. I have a, a whole science background of how the brain works and what I teach. And I think it just lends a little bit of credibility to a chick who was formerly just an actress and an infomercial host. So I like it gives me a gravity of respect. And so I'm enjoying that. I now have the right to speak at the UN. I have an upcoming speech there. And it's been really quite a wonderful ride. Wow. That's incredible. And fellow Taurus right here, my birthday, May 10th. (laughs) Happy pre-birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Now, what are your plans for your birthday or is it a surprise? No, you know what? I am in a wonderful, I'm in a wonderful space. (laughs) Last two years, we did very, very large 
fundraising virtual birthday parties. Okay. Uh, we haven't planned one just yet. I think we'll probably do it last minute, but my daughter is taking me to a, a health farm for a week so we can detox and cleanse and hang out together. She's my business partner. We've put in a long two years of work. Uh, my fiance is not loving that I'm leaving him for a week, but uh, you know, oh. and then he and I'll celebrate. And it's just a lot of love. I have two beautiful children, great circle of friends and a very happy life right now. I've not always had that. Mm. And so I don't need to do very much. Um, mm. I just, I love my friends. I love that we can see each other around the world on Zoom. So that's wonderful for me. But I also meet with my friends once a week in a mastermind. We have over 300 people that meet every week. And wow. so I feel a lot of love and a lot of respect lately. So I'm, I'm good, you know, really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And how was your engagement? How did you get proposed to? Well, that's, you know what? We won't focus on that because that's a very complicated story. Okay. Um, well, no, because it also involves the shooting in Las Vegas. We were, we were both eyewitnesses to that. So it's oh, kind of- Oh, wow. It's a, it's okay. A time. And all I, I know is I'm desperately in love with Joshua. Have you seen him? He's the most beautiful man on the planet. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, have well, look him up. Can, I, can, I get the, uh, can I get the ability to share from you? And I'll show you a little something that will just make you and every one of your listeners go, Really? 63, you can do that? Well, because I will tell you how we met, though. We met because of my fitness product in a hotel room. Okay. And our, our, we have a joint videographer who said to me, just kind of off the cuff, would you like to meet a two-time Mr. Arnold fitness champion? And I thought, you're right. He's going to come into my hotel room at six o'clock in the evening. Because <laughs> I can't, you know, like what? And sure enough, there's a knock on the door and he walks in. And I will tell you, one of the things that I love the most is being able to say to you and everyone else, uh, this is my fiance. And if you don't say, wow, when you see his photo, I'll give you a hundred dollars. That seems fair. <laughs> um, you have to go actually give me the share. You have to go under sharing and go allow me to share. Okay. More. Um, let's see. I have allow to record local files. Under share screen. Mm, okay. Let's see. One participant can share at a time. I'm not sharing. Right. Multiple advanced sharing. Can you don't have a share? Click share. I do. And it says host disabled participant screen sharing. Oh, I guess that's when I set it up. Uh, let's see. So it's okay. Says, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. So here we go. Three, two, one, and bam. What do you think? <laughs> that for real? Yeah, that's for real. That's really my thing. <laughs> Is that for real? Well, at least say, wow. Yes, that's very much for real. Uh, I'm on. <laughs> that, see, that's me right there. Um, in fact, uh, he has a lot of pictures. I created a whole Instagram page for us because I love it so much. But yes, that yeah. is him. And yes, that is him with me. And yes, that is him with me. And it's very much real. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so now you can stop sharing and we can talk again because I want this to be about you, <laughs> but okay. So what did he, what did he say to you? So were you attracted to him when you first met him or are you kind of like, oh. oh, well, this isn't, you know, whatever. No, in, in fact, I wasn't. Um, and he's very handsome. He's very cute. And he's a lot yeah. of him. And, um, my, you know, I work in the health and fitness industry. And so, I used to seeing these guys, right? I do. I have unbelievable amounts of half naked men. And then I get them to do my spin. 
And I told my daughter very clearly, do not fall in love with the bodybuilder. They're only interested in three things, working out, eating themselves. You know what? So That's so me. true. Right. And I met the one guy who defies all the odds, who has a heart bigger than I've ever seen. He has a sense of loyalty. Like you cannot imagine that someone who looks like that on the outside only sees one girl. And I know he does. I mean, we've been through a lot together. It's been five years. Wow. And, um, it's, you know, he's also a guy who lost his dad in a car crash when he was two and his stepdad was killed when he was 15. So he is all about loyalty and loving in a way that I've never seen in any other human being. And I feel lucky and grateful that I am the object of this man's love and affection. Oh, and amazing. But I will tell you, it is a little challenging for outsiders, although I don't personally care, but he is 17 years younger than me. And so he's had friends say, oh, you know, what's it like being a kept guy? And I'm like, you know, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. This man is a 3D videographer. I own a television studio. He's my cameraman. We work together. We spend all of our time yeah. together. And I'm happier than I've ever been. So I'm very sad that people find a way to judge, to negatively judge anything. Yeah. Love involved. You should be so happy for any two people to bump into each other at all and forever being in love because it's the sweetest, most wonderful emotion. It's also precious. It can be destroyed very quickly. So mm -hmm. I will say in the last five years, the reason that I'm successful as I now am is that I've been happy. And I can remember a decade where I was single with two kids and struggling and had my own issues, my own self-esteem issues. And I did a lot of personal development work on myself. I now teach that. I coach that. I have an insight into others. And I also had it like we all do get over my parents' limitations. You know, my dad was in the hospital when I was a, a teenager for three years. Well, that messed wow. with my life. Yeah, he had a horrible accident. And a lot of this has helped make me who I am. And now I teach and coach that aside from also doing business coaching. I mean, I've grossed two and a half billion dollars in my career. I've taken a product that nobody wanted. And in one day, sold 64,000 of them. I got a check for $1.2 million from home shopping for a product that no one wanted. So I'm a very mm. good resource to a lot of people when they have a product or service or idea that they want to get out to the world. And then I took, I've got 18 year old, 19 year old twins. I took my daughter. Oh, how sweet. Thank you. Um, they have been students of mine forever. My daughter has personally traveled the world with me to infomercial shoots, to acting jobs, to whatever it is. And she made a declaration when she was 12. She made her first $10,000 doing a, a GoFundMe concept. Yay! Oh my God, I love it. And she wrote in her journal that she'd make a million dollars by the time she was 18. On her 18th birthday, she came downstairs and said, Mom, I don't think you realize I wrote this, but here's my checking account with $1.2 million in it that she grossed from doing our coaching business. And it came true. So if you want to talk about what manifesting can do, she's the queen. She'll talk to you all day long about it. She oh my gosh. I want to interview her next. Oh, she would love that. She runs a company of 15. Okay. She has a training called GSD, which stands for Get Shit Done. <laughs> She teach people how to build eBooks, online courses, and funnels in a, in the most succinct, operable way, because her thought is, I don't want to teach you theory. I'm going to give you step-by-step. Step. Here's where you put your mouse. You brainstorm the idea using the system that I've got, using a project management system and get it done. Unlike my mother who took three years to write one of her books, you want to get it out, get it done and move on. Oh, you must be so proud. I am. Proud mama. Okay. So I want to get into some of your philosophy. Do you believe that a success mind can be learned? Oh, I think it has to be learned. It has to I be. think, I think that if you go to elementary school, you're screwed. 
If you graduated fourth grade, you're screwed. Because what you've learned, you've been denied permission by the time you're that age, thousands of times. Mom, can I go to the bathroom? No. Can I, no, no. can I, no. You get no, you're conditioned to hear the word no. Mm. You're conditioned to not be very successful. We want you to go to school to get an education so you can work for somebody. How do I know that? When McKenna was in 10th grade, I get a call by her guidance counselor saying, um, can we have you come down? Your daughter's being disruptive. And I was like, really? And I sat down. <laughs> I know my kids and, um, and I've spent a lot by the, being an older mom. I had them when I was 42, I had a lot of philosophies of raising children. I'm highlighted for some of my more outrageous philosophies on how you train children like dogs. Okay. And, and, and that's got published in chicken soup for the soul because oh, I have very specific, beautiful. I'm a magician, a neuroscientist, an NLP grad. And I'll tell you what, Every behavior can be learned and unlearned. Every tragedy can be unseen and unheard. There's so many beautiful things that you do with the brain. Yeah. And you got to be very precious what you put in it. So they call me into the office and this woman said, your daughter is not willing to write a resume. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) why why would she need a resume? Well, because she needs a job after school. And I'm like, McKenna, she's like, mom, I'm like, she's not getting it. And now McKenna's like, please don't do this. And I'm like, no, I'm going to have some fun here. I said, I don't think she's going to get a job after school, but that's what she needs to. She needs to get a job. I said, really? I mean, you have a job and you like your job. She's like, yeah. I said, how much do you earn? And I was being horrible. And this was, I said, how much do you earn at your job? She's like, excuse me. I said, you probably earn between 50 and $70,000 being a guidance counselor in a public school. My daughter earned that last month doing transactions in her e-commerce store. She looked at me like, what? I said, yeah, you know, she should probably be teaching your computer course because you wanted her to make a PowerPoint. She made a PowerPoint for my fitness product that we presented to Coca-Cola and they accepted the bid. She was 12 years old. So, um, Wow. Is she a badass? She is a badass. Oh, oh, let me tell you something. My daughter is, when you meet her, she's not rude, but she is a no nonsense badass who runs a team of 15 people, hires and fires them in a way that I'm never going to be able to do. I'm way too nice because she sees her eyes on the prize and she's made lots of money. She runs, we've had 12,000 students last year. She ran all of them. She runs the customer service. She does the billing. I don't care that she's 19. Let me tell you something. She spent the last seven years learning things that they should be teaching in college. Colleges, mm-hmm. unfortunately, are outdated. They're using textbooks that are somebody else's textbooks from how many years ago? Yeah. The biggest, the biggest boon that she has got to her ego lately is that we get college interns all the time who are marketing majors and she's teaching them what to do, mm-hmm. how to do click funnels, how to understand customer journey. Like they didn't teach any of this. I'm like, what did they teach you? Well, they yeah. taught me a lot of theory. That's great. You want to, we have real life applications and what we do produces results and helps people. Mm. Uh, And the end of the day, all she and her brother want to do is go off surfing in Guatemala. So, you know, so there you go. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, so do you, you really believe that anyone can achieve success? Oh, I know they can. I've taken people from all walks of life and simply shifted their mindset. It starts out with a belief mindset. You know, there's a word in the middle of belief. It's called L I E. There's a lie in the middle of that. So whether you believe that you can or you can't, congratulations, you're right. Mm -hmm. And you formulated these because of your parents. My parents had massive limiting beliefs. In the wintertime, they would not leave their home in Long Island, this tiny little 1,300 square foot, because the pipes would break. Oh, no. So my mom and dad didn't go to Argentina when I asked them. They didn't go to, they they missed out on living. Mm -hmm. And it is because they had these limiting beliefs. My mom was a bit of a hoarder because her parents came from a depression era. They didn't have anything. She slept on the couch in a one bedroom apartment with her parents. So she had a lot of philosophies. 
Well, you as a child of your parents can do one of two things. You can ascribe to your parents' philosophies and believe that I can't do it, I'm not enough. Or you can shift that on its ear and say, I'm going to use you as a springboard mom who weighed 260 pounds my entire life and say, I'm never going to look like you. I love you very much, but fast food and cigarettes and no exercise are killing you. And Mm -hmm. I asked her so many times to shift her behavior. She wouldn't. That's fine. And how old were you when you asked her? Oh my God. I started at 18 at 18. Okay. So not as a, not as a child, like more. Yeah. When you're a little bit older, you know what? I love my parents. They were my best friends. I had a very sheltered, goofy childhood. Okay. I love them very much. And when I got, and I looked at them at some point and said, I'm leaving. Yeah. I, I grabbed Europe on $20 a day. It was a book by Arthur Fromer. When I was 20, I graduated college with two degrees in three years, not only weirdly smart, but I can also see the holes in any system. That's my zone of genius, figured out, got out of college by the time I was 20 and said to my mom, look, I found this book. I'm going to go see the world because I want to, I have this vision when I'm 83, I'm going to be telling stories of my life. Fantastic stories. And then I said to her, but I have nothing to talk about right now. So I love (laughs) you, but I'll see you later. Yeah. So amazing. Amazing. I love it. So let's talk about your YouTube videos on tips for success. So what is the meaning of the sum of obstacles? Okay. So I have a big philosophy that you are the sum of the obstacles you overcome. There is no book called life is fair. Although people look for it all the time. That's just not fair. (laughs) Who who said it was supposed to be fair? What book did you read that in? It's fair. Life is not fair. Life is life. The fact that you even showed up between the 4 billion sperm that might've met somebody's egg somewhere is kind of a miracle. What you do with it is really much more of your choice than you realize. And you have all this cosmic crazy things about manifestation and dreaming and believing and achieving things, right? But along the way, crap is gonna happen. You're gonna get hurt. Someone's gonna die. Someone's gonna break your heart. You're gonna lose a job. You're gonna get rejected. How you deal with all of those things becomes the, who you are. Mm. And bad things happen to all of us. I raised a little boy with my ex-husband who was murdered. My wedding photo. Oh yeah. For 12 years, my wedding photo, he was best man at my wedding, was on the cover of the LA Times. How do you recover from that? On this iPhone here, I videotaped the Las Vegas shooting with my fiance because we happened to be standing on the 46th floor, 10 floors over a murderer who was killing people at a concert below us. How do you overcome that? What do you do with those things that happen to you? And you could stand there and whine, go, why me? And I'm going to say, well, why not you? You know, we all joke about God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Well, then figure it out. My other phrase is if life happens for you, not to you, you take these things and you go, wow, how does this serve the path that I'm on? Mm. And Because it's going to happen to you. That's the crazy thing. And, and it's very sad. And I mean, I lost both my parents within a year. Trust me, it, it kicked my butt for about five years there. I wasn't functioning very well. But now I use those as springboard stories to inspire other people. And I carry on their memories. And I talk about the fact that my dad was in the hospital for three years and, and how that inspired what happened there was I had a badly broken nose and braces and I was a very awkwardly ugly child. And my mom said at some point, I was about 15, we had no money for college. And that broke my You're heart. You're kidding me. At 15, you were awkwardly ugly. I just can't even imagine that. You are well, I can know I can find that photo too for you because <laughs> as much as I would love to say I wasn't, the reason that I was that ugly, and I'm talking, I had braces for eight years of my life. Here, I have this little thing that my mom saved. Remember, being a hoarder is sometimes not a bad thing. That's a mold of my teeth at eight. Okay. I, it was pretty bad. 
And then I broke my nose and I was overweight and I had frizzy hair and I had all these, and I didn't look like Marsha Brady. And when I was growing up, Marsha Brady was the gold standard of pretty. She had blonde hair parted in the middle. She had a cute nose. And by the way, do you remember the episode when she got hit with a a football in her nose? Uh She didn't go to the prom because she looked so horrible. Well, if her nose was bad, mine was just worse than that. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. Here's what happened. My mom said, well, there's a beauty pageant. And we like both looked at each other going, yeah, you're not going to win that. And that's okay. My dad's doctor at that moment said to me and my mom, I'm going to fix your daughter's nose for free. You guys have been through hell and I'm going to do something nice for you. And the funny thing is he did fix my nose. Now you might say, well, all the crazy things to happen to you, how bad could that be? Well, the irony is it took this awkwardly ugly little girl and let me show you a picture because it's, you know, well, because here's the thing, even if you don't think I'm ugly, it doesn't matter. I did. And when I look at this photo, my heart hurts because I see this little girl right here and I'm like, okay, you know, that's me. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is me with a big, ugly nose. My braces had just come off, but I'm not really, my smile is upside down. My eyes look the way they look. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there, my dad, he slipped, caught his hand in a printing press, cut off the front of his hand, three years in the hospital. And so this is me the doctor who said, we're going to fix your nose. I woke up and this is how I looked. You see the difference? And you put lipstick on. <laughs> That's well, amazing. No, what happened was that upside down frown became a right side up smile. My eyes got bigger. My nose got tinier. I cut my hair. And the next thing you know, I entered the Miss Teenage America pageant. And here's the crazy and thing. And you won. <laughs> I, did. I did win. And I won big. And I'll tell you what, it all happened because of that doctor offering us this crazy little thing, right? And I did go from this, I did graduate college and there's my mom. Mm -hmm. And I became the movie star that I always saw in the movies that I wanted to be. I wanted to be up there and I worked very hard to do that. I've starred in lots of movies. In fact, I'm on a movie right now on Amazon Prime called Farm to Fork to Love. I co-star in that. And I lived that part of my dream. But I'll tell you what, there was more to the dream. Okay. Because I had the lead in a television series that was going to be a huge hit. And at the 11th hour, Fox TV called and said, you know what? We've replaced you with somebody way more famous. Your name isn't famous enough to launch a show on. And my agent called me and said, I'm going to let you go. And I'm like, excuse me? I just had the lead in a TV series. We just shot the pilot. Everybody loves the pilot. He's like, yeah, but I'm getting older and my son's going to take over the business. He doesn't want to represent anybody over 20. He said, I think- 20? He said, I think you should, well, welcome to Hollywood. He said, I think you should go brand yourself. And if you still want to star in movies, make enough movie money and buy your own movie. And I moved out to Florida. I didn't sell my house in California just yet. I had that little flicker of a dream, but I launched into the world of home shopping and I started making millions of dollars. And I said, you know, and then of course I started fitness products and I put my name on products and I changed my entire business model. I still love my acting career. I still love hosting television shows. But in the course of my life, the reason I got my doctorate is not because I was an actress. It's because Mm -hmm. I helped thousands of people live their dream. And how did you get connected with the Home Shopping Network? I mean, what was it synchronicity, meeting the right person? Oh, you're just going to have to watch my videos. Okay. (laughs) No, and I'm, I'm not kidding because I will tell you something that happened. And, and I, here's the funny thing about this whole career, a little bit of it started quite by accident. Um, I went in one day for an audition and I went in for lots of auditions. You know, if you think about it, Leonardo DiCaprio was just an actor doing sitcoms before Titanic happened. 
Who knew that one audition and two years of his life was going to change everything, right? Well, that's pretty much what happened. So I went in to an audition one day and there on the table was a pen. And you've seen this in the Wolf of Wall Street, but it was a lot before that. And it said, sell me this pen. And I did. And I said, look, I looked in the camera and I said, you know, funny thing about pens. But when I was in college, my mom used to write me longhand notes. And I realized that a pen like this can change your life. Well, with that, Jake of Body by Jake puts his hand on my face and said, you're going to make me a lot of money. And this is what happened. You're going to film this. I can't believe you're playing this. Get ready for the latest in sports, fashion, and exercise gear on Fitness Plus. Hi, I'm Forbes Riley, and today we've got a great... Oh, turn away or something. So but what you see here is... Burn calories and tune your whole body all in the comfort and privacy of your... It's more youthful looking skin is Facial Magic's creator and international beauty consultant, Cynthia Rowland. Okay, so all those little squares that you see uh -huh. are, are an episode of Fit TV, which we launched on the Cable Health Club. I am the pioneer of selling fitness products on television. I was doing this before QVC and HSN started. Jake then went ahead. Wow, and I, that's amazing. Okay, you, know, you can stop sharing. And then, I, then I will tell you what happened out of that is Jake sold that network to Fox for $500 million. Wow. About, Were you a partner? I was. Yay. <laughs> and so the home shopping network QVC came after me and said, wow, we want you to do fitness on television. And I did. And I launched uh, a couple of massively successful products on QVC, spent 15 years there, traveled to London for another 12 years to do QVC London. And then I said, look, guys, I'm more than just fitness. I'm in, you know, I'm into health and nutrition and clothing. And they said, well, we don't want you to do that. I said, well, but Suzanne Summers is doing all of that down at home shopping. And they said, well, that's great. Then go there. And I did. And they happen to be located in Tampa, Florida. And I never looked back. I've been doing home shopping for more than 32 years. That's incredible. So how did you get connected with Grant Cardone and be a speaker at 10X? I love it. You know, all these things, you know what? <laughs> I wanted it. Here's yeah, what happened. Yeah. I had found out about Grant and Elena about five years ago. I kind of set my, I, I keep my finger on the pulse of who's hot and who's not. Yeah. I was in Vegas and I said to my fiance, I said, I want to meet Grant. And we tried to get into a business dinner and it just didn't work for some reason. I said, no, you guys don't understand. As soon as Forbes Riley hears the word no, all I hear is never ending opportunity. <laughs> so I hung out at the event long enough and sure enough, down the hallway, Grant and Elena and their, their whole posse of people come walking up. And I did what I teach. I teach a thing called the $101,000 handshake. And so I want to talk to Grant. I know what I want. I want a relationship with him. And so as I walk towards them, I don't go to him initially. You know why? Woman to man, married man doesn't work well. I went right over to Elena and I said, hi. I said, you may have seen me on television. I said, you know, I've grossed a little over two and a half billion dollars. I think your husband needs an infomercial. She said, oh my God, you need to meet him. And this is seconds. She then introduces me to Grant. Well, that's a nice open door. I teach that in my coaching training. Now I've got an open door. I've got about 20 seconds. I'm like, Grant, I've been following your career. You've seen me on television. I've made men like, like George Foreman and, and Tony Little and a lot of other people, very famous and rich. You need an infomercial. Let's boost your career. Okay. Come <laughs> to my event on Sunday night. Well, I'll tell you what. He didn't know who I was at that moment. But two days later, when I walked into his Sunday night party at the foundation room, he'd done his research. He's a very smart man. Yeah. He knew all about me and he was the red carpet. And then what happened was that night, 
right after his event, he said, hey, do you guys want to go out and play some poker? It was me, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, my fiance, Galena. And I said, no, no, I want to go out here and just take a little picture on the, along the Las Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. A minute and a half after we walked out onto the balcony, we hear pop, 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 pop. And the guy 10 floors below us is killing people 46 floors below us at a concert. And wow. Elena and Graham. just and- met them too. That's amazing oh, yeah. that this are- all ties in together. They are now locked downstairs in the cafeteria. We're locked up there. I've got friends locked in. We spent 11 hours in lockdown in that building. And I'm in the same room with his pilot. It was, it was, it was a crazy, crazy, amazing, weird night. Yeah. And then we, to de-stress and de-talk, we, we became friends. We started talking about it. Yeah. And literally That's what happened. incredibly bonding. I mean, to share that tragedy. I mean. Yep. I know. And then what happened was I'm looking at Grant's event. And I've said this several times. And Grant said, well, you, do you want to come to my event? I looked at it. I said, you only have male speakers there. I can't come. And he looked at me and said, all right, I'm going to book you on day one. <laughs> yes. And I will tell you, I will ever be grateful for him. It was a life-changing opportunity. Uh, I've had a lot of life-changing opportunities, but I was also prepared. You know, when opportunity meets preparation, that looks like a lot like success. Mm-hmm. And I created a massive uh, movement because of that and how we structured the back end of that appearance, put a lot of work into that event and it was life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's such a great story. So I want to learn about spin gym. How did you come up with the idea? This is yours. Oh, this is mine. It's hundred percent mine. This is a beautiful story. I have sold 1500 different fitness products and many people had asked me to put my name on something and I didn't see what I liked. I saw lots of products with bungee cords and then I had a bungee yeah. cord flip off my shoe and shatter my nose. And I went on a quest to find my own fitness product that was going to change my life. And I said, I'm going to find the thing that's mine. I'm over in the UK and I meet a guy who has something similar to this. It's in silver and it's an office de-stressor called the handy toner. And I'm like, what is that? And he put it in my hands and it didn't do anything. I'm like, well, that's kind of stupid. He went on QVC in London and sold a couple of hundred of these handy things. All right. Okay. And when he came back out, I said, can I try this? What did you do? And then I got it to spin. And what you don't see is that it's rotating at over 125,000 RPM. Oh, wow. I said to him, this is the greatest fitness product I've ever seen. He's like, no, no, no. It's not a fitness product. It's an (laughs) office de-stressor. I said, dude. And I saw my, I had a vision. And I said, this is, this is fitness. Like I've never seen anything like this. And I was already in the National Fitness Hall of Fame. I'm like, he said, look, I said, how do I get one? He said, well, I'll give you this one. I said, no, no, no. Tell me about the company. And he said, look, I've been doing this for five years. We haven't even sold 100,000. Here's my offer. If you can sell 25,000 the first year, I'll just give you the company and I'll go back to what else I was doing. Well, in the first year, I I sold a couple hundred thousand of them, 2.2 million to date. I took all of my fitness training, my ballet. I was a professional dancer. Mm. And I put, and I downloaded every single exercise, how you do the, how you do a bicep curl, how you do your triceps, how you do your forearms right here, how you do your front delts, how you do your, it doesn't matter what I invented everything. I invented stretching. I literally had a download from way higher than me. Somebody once said to me, Forbes, how did you come up? Who taught you these exercises? I said, the same person that taught Joseph Pilates, how to do Pilates. Mm -hmm. It came from a lifetime of fitness. Yeah, and I've yeah. trademarked and every single thing that you see, every word that's written in the documents, I created all of this on my own. And then 
the craziest thing happened. I wasn't a very good marketer 15 years ago. I had no idea if, if unless it was an infomercial, I didn't have the money to do that. I ended up on a reality TV show called Pitchmen. Okay. And you know what they did with me? They, they spent five months following me. I thought they were on my side. There were two guys who were doing this. And lo and behold, what they were doing was trying to make reality television. And okay, I thought so they wanted like drama or something. Oh, they manufactured a lot of drama that wasn't real. And when this aired on national television, I got called all kinds of names. They started out with how great I was, what an inventor. It was a whole entire hour show. And by the end of it, they won. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the things they cut, I didn't say. For example, uh, we were just talking and I said, uh, they were going to sell it for $29.99, $19.99. And then I see $9.99. I said, well, I can't, so legally can't do that. I have an arrangement with a guy in London. Yeah. And they said, if, if you don't do that, we're going to scrap the whole project, blah, blah, blah. And then they showed me a plastic version of this. They said, well, we'll sell this for $9.99. And I said, I'm never putting my name on a piece of cheap plastic crap that you're selling for $9.99. Well, they edited it. And what the America heard was, I'm never going to sell anything as cheap as $9.99. Ah. Not what I said. And so I got called on kind of weird names after this. And my partner at the time rolled over the next morning and said, wow, hum, that didn't go so well. Uh, what are you going to do now? And I said, I'm going to market spin gyms. He said, yeah, but nobody wants them. I said, they're wrong. He said, they can't all be wrong. And I said, but they are, and I'm going to prove it to you. And it took me three years of fighting every single day through U.S. customs, through manufacturing, you name it. And I won. I have a brand. I've sold millions of these. I'm very, very happy. But I took, I went through hell and back again. That's amazing. What is Zen success to you? Zen success. And by the way, I only have, I have 430. Um, hang on one quick second. Okay. This is the last question. Kind of like I was a little late for you. Now I'm going to be a little late for them. <laughs> Seems to be domino effect. Zen success. Well, that's an interesting concept. You know, there's a peace and a calm that comes with true success. I don't need to wear fancy clothes or labels or designer shoes. I refuse to pay over $100 for a pair of shoes. I think it's ridiculous. I very often, I spend a lot of time donating a lot of things, but I'll take inner city kids to a big Neiman Marcus and I will show them a pair of sandals and my sandals. And I'll say, look at the price tag. It's $1,200 there. I said, mine, I got to pay less for $9.99. Nobody knows that Forbes Riley's wearing a pair of $9.99 because to me, they look the same. Yeah. So I don't buy an Hermes bag for $35. I've got nothing to prove. Mm. There's a Zen that comes with that. Now I can buy nice things. Yeah, I live in a great house. Yeah, you know, I yeah. was driving the same car for the last 10 years. I just bought a new car, very fancy car, kind of cool. Congratulations. But I didn't, but I didn't need it. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I yeah. said to my you didn't family, have to. Yeah. it doesn't make me feel any different. I, my, my success comes from the thank yous that I get, from the lives that I've changed. And so there is a peace. There's also a great understanding of that word success. And it's the final story that I'll leave you with. But about 12 years ago, I'm in the park, spin gymming with my daughter, looking for testimonials. And I come across a girl in a wheelchair. Her name is Christina and she's got cerebral palsy. She's not very strong, but I just saw this bright smile that lit me up. And I said, you know, come here, girl. And I have a beautiful video of this. I won't play it, but if you ask me, and we're spin gymming together and she's just trying hard and it's hard for her to hold this. And she finally gets it. And her mom's just thrilled. And we now have a crowd around us because everyone's cheering her on. And we became very close. I helped her. She ended up graduating valedictorian of her class. 
took her seven years to graduate. And then in, 19, in 2019, she calls me with this big grin on her face. And she's like, Forbes, you're never going to guess it. I miss wheelchair 2019. I'm going to the nationals. And it's all because of you. It's not all because of me, but I'm definitely one of her champions. And I love her very much. One day she says to me, you're the most successful person I know. I said, really? I said, is that because I can, you know, because I am on television and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And she said, no. She said, you can rock a pair of high heels and a short skirt and walk across a stage. And I never will. Because she knew my sense. There was a time when I didn't have a lot of self-esteem. And she said, so don't you ever forget how successful you are. And there's not a time where I don't get dressed or do that. And I think about her and I go, you know, success is getting up and not having a breathing tube. Success is being looking at my love's eyes and having him say, I love you back. Success is being asked to be on your show and think that anybody wants to listen to anything I have to say. Success is having my kids go, mommy, we love you and thank you. Mm. That's success. I'm like all teary eyed. That was such an inspiring story. Thank you so much for your heart and your vulnerability and sharing all of who you are. So I'll put your website and social media in the show notes. Thank you so much, Forbes. Well, I'm so glad that we finally connected. You are just a heart-centered, loving creature. I can feel that. And, and that comes through. And I'm very glad that you fought to make this happen because I will tell you the only downfall of success is you only have so many hours in a day and everyone seems to want one of them. Yeah. So on that note, a big bye-bye. Thank bye you for bye. saying yes. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Zen Success. I would love to get your feedback at zensuccesspodcast.com on what topics you'd be most interested in and what Zen Success is to you. Thanks for listening.